Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Don't Muck My Accent, a no-nonsense podcast about what it's like to live overseas, the good, the bad, and the sometimes messy. In this episode, we discuss all the trials and tribulations of moving, from how best to go about it to the joys and sometimes pain of a flat share. Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. Welcome to another episode of DMMA, Don't Mock My Accent. Oh my gosh. <laughs> How are you, Lauren? I'm great. I've been off all week, Anna, so it's been fantastic. Um, what I would do to have another week off. That sounds if you had lovely. Like, you had like seven weeks off. <laughs> it's true. It's true. But now I want another week off. What's so wrong with that? What is so wrong Nothing. with that? Nothing at all, Anna. Nothing at all. Um, <laughs> but yeah, my week was really good. I went to Edinburgh for four days, which is lovely. Jubble. Heavenly. Um, was that your first time? Great. First time in Edinburgh. First time going away. By the way, just as a visual, <laughs> it is currently like nine, well, almost 10 a.m. in the morning on a Saturday morning. And Lauren is drinking in a mug. That says hustle juice on the front. <laughs> Hashtag chuggy <laughs> with her coffee inside. And I was eating a bowl of watermelon before as well. <laughs> health. And we've just been trying to get that morning croak out of our voices. I'm like trying to warm up my voice, like Sharpay Evans in High School Musical. Ma, ma, ma. La, 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 la. Oh, God. Um, but yeah, so I was in Edinburgh and it was my first time this year that I went away for more than a day trip, which was lovely. Exciting. Um, and yeah, and the Harry Potter nerd in me just really came out of its shell. <laughs> I was going to say, like, Lauren asked me for recommendations for Edinburgh last week. Did I? And yeah, you did. And the number one thing I said was you have to go on the free Harry Potter tour. I don't think you did that in the end, but. I did. And- you did. You how yes, good I is did. it? How good is it? They took you around this graveyard. Which yes. Coincidentally, yes. we literally were staying at an Airbnb right next to the graveyard. It's called Greyfriars, and it's we were literally staying at Airbnb. No joke. My window, like in the bedroom, looked overlooked the graveyard. <laughs> oh my god! You had such a good location. But they were like they 
took you around this graveyard and they were just like, here's the name of a person. There's suspicion that this might be connected to Harry Potter. I, yeah, but like because This J. was either Rowling- confirmed or denied by J.K. <laughs> it was so good though. Didn't you not think it was good? I, I mean, I did they give you the it. wand? Did they give you the wand? No, they didn't give you a wand. They made you use a utensil that replicated the wand. Oh, well, they gave so, us So like if you had a pen. Oh, oh. you. But I guess that's because we weren't in a pandemic when I went, so they well, probably couldn't yeah. just give out. We had to, to oh, God, we had to wear a face mask the whole time. Oh, and no. it was like, which is like, fair enough, you know, safety. But when you when you know when you're outside and you're like, I just want to take my face mask off. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Well, well I thought it was really but good, it was good, but I, but it was funny because I recommended it to Lauren. Was it you who said to me, well, because I said, well, that's where J.K. Rowling wrote the first book. And you were I like, no, she wrote the book in Clapham. Was that you? No. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> why, have I been talking about, why have I been talking about this free Harry Potter tour to everyone? <laughs> like, well, week? I can tell you for free, Anna. That's definitely, that definitely wasn't me because I knew most of it was done in Edinburgh. I already knew those oh, facts. Oh, gosh. I'm was, talking I was, to a Harry Potter nerd here. <laughs> I was fact-checking all the way through London, all right? Um, so, yeah, so Harry Potter. And you went to a potions-making class? I saw oh it on Instagram. I went to a potions-making class. It was, was it bloody epic. Was and it I'm just potions gonna also, or was it just alcohol it, cocktail mixing? It was basically alcohol cocktail mixing with a magic flair. so it was like i'm not going to ruin the surprise because you can actually do this it's called the cauldron and you can do this experience in london as well but it's in like the middle of nowhere it's in literally like north london somewhere don't know but they used to have a pop-up in elephant in castle i did know that and i wanted to do it for the longest time and when we were in edinburgh we were like why the fuck not let's do it it's the perfect place to do it it is a perfect place it is the in quotation marks, the birthplace of Harry Potter. Or as they say, assumptively. Assumptively. Um, so, yeah, it was really fun. They it was just all little, like, magic flares. We were given a wand and it was all these, like, it was great. Basically, my whole trip summary from Edinburgh this week is up on our TikTok and it gives you an idea of what I did, what I got up to, things that you can do in Edinburgh, why you should add Edinburgh to your bucket, to your travel list. So check out our TikTok for that. Um, I will say it is a really, really beautiful city. I drank a lot of alcohol. We did whiskey tasting and gin tasting. We actually did mm. two gin tastings wow. because we're alcoholics. Obviously. Your poor, poor kidney. Is it kidney or liver? Both liver. probably to be fair. Liver, honey. Liver. liver. Yeah, your liver. <laughs> um, but highly recommend. So check out our TikTok for the full lowdown on Lauren's trip. In oh, well, that sounds lovely. I'm so jealous. Thanks, I love Edinburgh. I love it. I want to go back there eventually one day. But that sounds I'll like you had a you lovely back. time. What did I get up to this week? I am exhausted today. I feel mm-hmm. like I've been out every single night this week, Lauren. I kind of want to talk about two things. Mm-hmm. The first thing is what we did last Saturday. <gasps> Yeah. <laughs> what a weird day that was. That was such a weird day. So Lauren and I did a photo shoot last we Saturday. Did. It was kind of gifted to us by our other friend Jazz. 
uh it was a free experience so we were like why not let's go yeah together. i would like to flag to our viewers that we're not that self-centered that we paid for a photo shoot no ourselves. no and we didn't know what it was like we didn't know if it would what be yeah we didn't know what to expect we knew it was like kind of one of those classic studios where those families get like their family pictures and they get them put on canvases and then they go up on the wall and they stay there for like forever the awkward baby pictures that are like yeah <laughs> lauren's okay lauren's just literally going she's just put like two hands up as if she's like a baby kangaroo <laughs> and then put her face through her hands like that's an awkward baby picture <laughs> what? what was that i I was trying to like emulate when a baby is like all like squished up into like, like a little bowl of it not like this i'm we are also that. recording the video content for this today, so we're going to be putting this up. You'll be able to see, like, oh, with cupped hands, not pouch kangaroo <laughs> hands. <laughs> anyway, we digress. We digress. So we get to this photo shoot and we get our hair and makeup done. It's it's the whole shebang. We go down and they've got like all these backgrounds up, so you can have like this cool hip hop brick wall background with splattered paint, or you could have white with white stairs or you could have a grandfather chair like by the fire and it's kind of just in like one room so <laughs> it was it was interesting it was fun and though we got our hair and makeup done it was really fun we were like well if anything this is just best friend photos Literally. i think they thought we were sisters at the start and we were like nah they, we're did. they asked us if we were sisters and we we're like no <laughs> Ugh, i don't want her to be my sister oh I will say my favorite ones that we took were the stairs when <laughs> we were on these like white stairs and it was like, <laughs> okay, Anna, you go down two steps somewhere and you're up and we're just there like posing and like, <laughs> like hi. It was poetic. Also, there was one point where they were like had a fan and the fan was blowing through <laughs> our hair and he was like, step forward. Cause it's like, you know, those awkward kind of like nineties photos where they would step forward and put like one shoulder in front. One the shoulder dancing behind. photos, like the dance pictures that you used to get as a kid. <laughs> it was so funny, but we should be getting those back soon. So we definitely put them up. The best thing is like when we were going through the pictures and she was like, oh, this is a nice one. And our faces are like right next to each other. <laughs> we're like cheek to cheek posing like we're a married couple. <laughs> <laughs> or like awkward fo- awkward picture. family photos yeah so funny awkward so formal pictures just like hi <laughs> hi so that was a really fun experience I'm so excited to get those back and see them mm-hmm. I think it will be great so Love? you know I'm not like a, well I'm not a massive sports fan anyway but I don't really I'm one of those Queenslanders who don't actually follow state of origin for context for people who aren't from Queensland and New South Wales state of origin is a an NRL annual tournament and it's between two states in Australia one of which we're from and it is a very <laughs> it's very intense time and it always is if you're we're very passionate supporters Anna is that's for sure and yeah. I don't really give a shit but Anna was like Lauren you have to come to the pub and this all happened on Sunday she was like you have to come to the pub to watch State of Origin like it's just gonna be Charlie and me she was like I need you there and I was like okay fine, I'll come and I went and I did not expect to get excited again about State of Origin, <laughs> but it was because of the Atmos. The Atmos really adds to The Atmos. It. The Atmos in the pub. And it wasn't even that packed because, I mean, it's a it's not an English sporting game. And it was but also like 11 o'clock in the morning. It was 11 o'clock on a Sunday morning. morning at that. Doubting a few pints. 
but I think it was because Ada was so excited by it. I started getting excited by it. And then I was like, yeah, Queensland. Woo! Yeah. And then, and I was then we lost friends with the table. <laughs> I was making friends with the table next door because they were all New South Wales supporters, but there was one guy who was a Queensland supporter. So me and him were like making friends and we were like just fobbing off the New South Wales supporters, but we lost. So that was kind of embarrassing, but it's fine. Embarrassing. It was so fun. I know. So honestly, I mean, to be fair, it's just been a year of sporting highlights. We've got the Olympics coming up, keen to start uh, commentating on that. And then making everyone who's really good at their sport, me judging them, even though I have nothing to do with shot put and saying that they are trash. Good times. Good times. I like story. So that was our week. That sounds like an exciting week. (laughs) It is. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Right. Let's move on to the topic yeah. of our episode today, which is all about moving, whether you yes. already live here and you're moving to another flat share, whether you are now coming from a different country, moving to the UK, Canada, USA. I'm sure it's kind of the same gist regardless, but we're going to talk about our experience and obviously give our advice. Yay, moving. We're moving on to moving. <laughs> We're moving on to moving. <laughs> oh my god! Are you okay? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! I it's thought it was going to be has... funnier in my head. No, it actually was. It was funny. <laughs> oh, oh my god! Well, I mean, to be fair, you did just move, so I don't blame you for being yeah. like. Yeah, and are we also going to clarify? Tired. We're also going to clarify. This is about moving houses and moving flats, not moving countries just to flag 
<laughs> our whole podcast this is about moving countries. Finding our whole pod, yeah, our whole podcast is about moving countries. We don't need to do a dedicated topic topic to that. We've already gone through that shit, so we're on to just moving flats. Okay, thank you, Lauren. Let's need to clarify. What is wrong with us today? <laughs> I like oh to apologize God. on behalf of us. <laughs> you bet. Believe I'm keeping this in. Okay. Shit. Okay. All right. Well, look. Let's begin. Where to start? (laughs) Where do we start? Anna, you start by finding an area that you like. (laughs) That is the simple answer. It's it's the simple answer. This is the okay. No, okay, Lauren, act serious. Okay, so I've recently moved, as we all know. If you listen to last week's episode, I stop laughing. Okay, start that again. Where to start? (laughs) Stop, stop, stop. I'm ready. Oh, shit. Okay, so it's simple answer. It is literally first you have to find an area that you like. I recently moved, so that that took a while for me to do. And as you all know, Anna had to kind of convince me to move to Greenwich. Sometimes you have friends that dictate where you move, like Anna Bud. But other times you actually generally find an area that you like and, you know, you move there. You go from there. I feel like with areas to move, when you are moving from another country to here, so say it's like your first move, right? You're not moving Mm -hmm. just between flats. The best thing to do, and we said this in our uh, setup episode in season one, is to actually get an Airbnb once you get here, like obviously do a bit of research about areas that you like before you leave. But the reason that we say that is because when you're here, like being here is so much different to being not here because you can go and like see the areas and get the vibe and if you feel safe or not, so on and so forth. So that's why we always recommend getting an Airbnb because you can check out a few different areas. Um, And that's probably on every city as well, not just London. I guess for us personally, we can obviously only speak about London, um, but it would be great to hear from anybody who's lived in other bigger cities like New York or wherever to, to maybe give us advice as well. But I usually say that, Lauren, I know you'll agree, agree with me, but nine times out of 10, the first place people like to move when they move to London is good old Clapham. Clapham, Southwest uh, baby. Southwest London and that I know a lot of people might roll their eyes and be like yeah shut up no but it's true I think it's just full of really young people a lot of people who have just left university and all their friends moved to Clapham honestly it's like one of those places where you go to Clapham I know I'm going to see someone I know I'm going to run into someone there are so many Aussies Kiwis university leavers there and it is a lot of fun you do make a lot of friends there people are a lot more open to speaking with you and kind of bringing you in if you're at the common or if you're at one of the pubs it is a good time friends there it is a really really good time it's a great place to to first set yourself up it's a fairly safe area as well and it's just yeah it's a good time so, I think as well, and I think as well, like um, when you, I mean, this is probably more when you're first moving and what I had when I first moved is that I was staying at Airbnb in Clapham. And the other reason I stayed there was because I was, it was, I was researching areas that might be good 
to potentially live in and Clapham for a lot of Aussies people were saying talking about Clapham and another reason Clapham is so good for a lot of expats is predominantly because there are so many expats there so you kind of feel like like people literally even British people in London call it a mini Australia because it's literally filled with Aussies Kiwis Irish people gay people it's fantastic it's a great vibe so I think like you find areas that you kind of can feel a little bit at home on an initial on an initial standpoint um but then that is definitely more for when you've just moved over here but if you've already living in a city and you have to go about moving again I think in a city like London especially if you're only here temporarily I strongly advise people to try a different area if they can at some point because I know a lot of people tend to go for one area and they'll stay in that area the whole time and like that's fine but I think it's so worth seeing and living in a different part of the city if Mm -hmm. that's feasible for you because the other side of it and this is also a reason why I was initially hesitant to leave Clapham was because most of my friends were in Clapham. Mm-hmm. So that was a big reason why AI was saying I was there because I was like, well, everyone's here. So why would I go to, you know, the other side of the city where I have like no friends? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's also why Greenwich was such a big, um, why I decided to move to Greenwich outside of everywhere else. And that was because I had friends here. So mm-hmm. you also, I think you find, especially when you're living overseas, you do tend to move around with the people that you are friends with because you don't want to be too far from those people because honest to god it's a fucking pain in the ass if you have friends that are living if you're the one person living on the other end of the city and everybody else is on the other because you just keep traveling back and forth yeah. so and that is a very common thing to do that's why we say start off find an area that you yeah. like and it's always good to kind of establish the ones that you want to maybe try out and I do encourage you to try different ones if possible yeah what do they say they there. say um that you stay in Clapham for like a year or two and then you graduate Clapham. Yeah. That's like the That's same the first thing Anna gra- said to me when I moved. Mm-hmm. Anna was like to me, you've graduated Clapham already. You've and graduated I like, from I Clapham. Because <laughs> I think everyone like likes it for the first one to two years and some people stay and they absolutely love it. But a lot of people find that they're just kind of ready for a change, maybe like a little bit more slow down pace, uh, maybe mm. just somewhere where they don't have to see someone they know every two seconds. So yeah, yeah so normal. Yeah. So that's sort of what we would recommend doing. Uh, I know I, I also love areas like Hackney as well. Hackney where Yeah. Hackney and Shoreditch, um, they're great. Shoreditch. Vibes. I know quite I a few love people East who London. live out there. Yeah. Yeah. It's always so good. definitely recommend. So yeah, definitely have a look and, and sort of see see where you vibe. The next thing that you need to do once you find the area is work out whether you just need a room or if you want to maybe find some roommates to actually have a whole new lease. So, I mean, yeah, it's completely up to you. I have only found roommates and then found a lease. That's what I did with my old flat chair, which worked out pretty well. Um, I actually came here with another girl from Australia. So it was me and her. And then she knew someone that was moving to London from Ireland. So we just kind of teed up. It was more of like a who you know situation, which is definitely Mm. how a lot of it can work. Uh, And the three of us just got a lease. um, And that's how we kind of did it. We just found a new place. So I never had to actually find a room. Uh, But Lauren, Lauren, you did. You did the whole, I I just am going to find a room. So how did you go about that? So it's pretty simple. Um, So there's multiple ways you can do it. So 
the most common one in London, and again, I know that we're really specific to London in this episode, but, you know, what are you going to do about it? Um, so <laughs> in London, there's uh, the most common way to find a room is spare room, and it's relatively easy, like things you need to look out for. You obviously look in the area and you look at different, and it, usually they list out like different price points, the current roommate situation. I try to avoid any that have been advertised by agents trying to sell a room because usually that you're then placed into a room where people are just kind of like in and out, but they haven't really formed like a vibe for the house, if you know what I mean. So I always try to look out for rooms where it's like, you know, um, like, oh, we're three, you know, there's two Brits and one Aussie girl in the house. Like we like to, you know, cook dinner and blah, blah, blah. And they usually go on a spiel about, you know, so we love to watch Love Island of an evening and like all that jazz. So I try to look for rooms that seem that the, when looking for a room, I try to look at adverts that are a bit more socially focused where you can get more of a vibe for who is living in the house. Mm -hmm. And it is generally quite easy. It's probably the most common form of finding um, a place to live in the in London Um, and it's just because people move in and out so quickly and I find a lot of people when they first move here they'll do a room they'll do a Mm -hmm. room and usually it's like anywhere between six to eight hundred pounds for a room Um, and then they'll tend to either this is and this is where the flat share kind of comes into it. So this is when you really have to find your place in a flat share. And sometimes you mesh really well with those people you move into and they become your really good friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are times where you don't and you're just like, I'm going to stay here for six months and then piss off because I don't want to live here anymore. Um, and I've definitely had my bad <laughs> experience. Yeah, you've had your fair share. Well, but before we get into <clears throat> kind of like, because um, I do want to ask you these things as well, like, um, how to find good quality flatmates mm. I know we, like we obviously have spare room here I think in Australia there's is it flatmates I think it's flatmates yeah.com or whatever it is you can also do a right move here as well that's right also move. a way you can do flat like just exactly rooms. um I just want to touch on other ways that you can find rooms so mm-hmm. a lot of the time Sometimes like on spare room, it can be a bit of a drag, like having to find through and sift through places. Again, Aussies and Kiwis in London. Oh my God, we literally they are, are great endorsers of this group. No, but seriously, this is what I was going to say this as well. Like that's another really good way outside of spare room to find yeah. flat chairs. And it's also, if you are say an Aussie or a Kiwi, again, I don't know if there's pages that exist for other nationalities or whatever but I do know that for Aussies and Kiwis that is a really great place to find flat shares and the best part about that is that they're usually flat shares with Aussies and Kiwis and I can tell you something for free (laughs) when I first moved and I moved into my first flat share in the UK I lived with four Kiwis and I'm so glad I did because I found it was the easiest way to transition from just moving overseas from Australia and it felt like it had a bit of a, I wouldn't say a full-on homey vibe, but you felt a little bit closer to home because it didn't feel so strange because you were with people who kind of got it or who were, even though they were Kiwi and I'm Aussie, they just understood like you're on the same level. Yeah. So I definitely think going to those pages to find a flat share is very beneficial when you first move here or if you want to feel closer to home. Yeah, a lot of the time, so I think London New Girl has it too, but um, basically they usually do one post a week where it's like find a room and then people post on the comments 
all their rooms up for rent or if they're looking for a housemate or whatever. So just go to those pages uh, just because they don't like it being spammed on the page. And actually when it's in one place, it's so much easier to find. That's how I found the, my, the roommate that's in my old place now. And then also like what happened with me through other friends as well, just asking around if, if anyone's looking for, for a flatmate or if anyone knows anyone, then that's also another way of doing it as well. So when you go to, obviously you see a flat you like, you kind of like the vibe of what they're saying. You might have a little bit of a Facebook stalk and you think that they are pretty cool. What is like, what are the first things that you, you are going to ask when you sort of reach out to them? So usually you'll reach out and be like, Hey, um, I saw your advert for a room at your house. Um, would love to do a viewing if possible, would love to arrange. And then you can either just leave it at that, or you can just be like, give a bit more about yourself in that message. Like Mm -hmm. sometimes, sometimes on the adverts, they'll be like, oh, can you message and just give us like a few details about yourself just so they don't think you're a stranger. Um, And you usually just kind of, I'll usually say, you know, like I'm from Australia. Um, I'm keen to like, yeah, whatever. I don't know. You just, yeah. I mean, when I was looking for roommates, when I was looking for roommates on spare room, they, they can message you through spare room. And a lot of the time it was like, hi, I'm such and such. I'm 25 years old. I'm from um, Brisbane. Um, yeah. I saw your advert. I love it. I love going out with my friends. I like want to be in a house that's social. I'm also really clean and tidy, things like that. I, it, I think it's a good way to start because for me, when I was getting all these messages from people, it was kind of like, if you had it there, I could just read about you. I just knew yes or no. And I wasn't kind of like asking questions or whatever. So yeah, I always recommend just put a little bit of, like a little bio about yourself is always good. Yeah, exactly. And then they'll usually ask you, sometimes they might ask you for more details, but most of the time they'll be like, yeah, um, we're doing viewings. I think at the moment it's slightly different because of COVID. So I think there are a lot of people doing virtual viewings. And yeah, then we did if virtual you like viewings. the look of the house, you then go, like you can arrange an actual in-person viewing. Yeah. Um, but I know when I was looking, it was literally like, yeah, we're doing viewings on this date during these times. Like, does this work? And then you just kind of schedule one in and head to the house. Have a yeah. Look. <laughs> so once you're there and you're doing the viewing, whether that be virtual or, or in real life, you do want to sort of ask them questions. I mean, like our last episode of Making Friends, very similar, you know, ask them about themselves, ask them what they like to do, whether it is a social house, whether it is a quiet house. I would also ask them what the neighbourhood is like and what their neighbours are like, whether they feel safe. Yeah, I uh, like especially, doing that one's a good one. Especially young women as well, whether they feel safe walking home at night, especially in the winter when it gets dark early. Um also obviously just asking them about the rates so bills and things like that is always good too and if you have any kind of equipment say you have a bike whether you can store a bike or Mm. something like that is always useful as well they're the kind of questions I would ask Lauren do you have any other ones that you would would think are important I think some maybe asking about like the neighbors and maybe about the landlord just to be like, Oh, how's the landlord about this sort of stuff? Or like, yeah. cause I think that's a really good one. I think I, I have found in it from experience that if you ask them what they do, it really helps get an understanding, especially if there's only limited bathrooms and you're sharing bathrooms, which is a given. It's great to get an understanding of like 
when they might need to use the bathroom and whether mm-hmm. there's going to be overlap or drama in the mornings getting ready for work and stuff. So I've just found that to be a really useful one because if they say, oh, I'm a tradie, then you can be like, oh, sweet. Well, then you're not going to be up when I'm up, like mm-hmm. fighting yeah, for the bathroom exactly. to get ready. So like I think that's always um, really good and it also gives you a sense about who's like going to be thumping around at certain times during the day or in the evening. Yeah. Um. And then I also think too, once you do a couple of viewings and you ask these questions, so be afraid to kind of politely just decline if you want to as well. Like there's nothing wrong with you saying no to somebody. They're not going to mm-hmm. get offended. They've probably got other people as well. So don't, don't worry about that. Just do what you're most comfortable with because once you're living there, like that is your sanctuary. That's the place where you want to go and be and that's it. And so yeah. it's really important that you really set a boundary with yourself about what you do and don't want. But also at the same time, like I think with flat shares, especially in London, they move so quickly. Yeah. And you can't, you also can't be offended if, say you message them after the viewing and you say, oh, I really love the place. I would love to, you know, take the room if possible. Don't be offended if they decline because they've taken someone else because it happens. And yeah. it's, I just think of it as like maybe it's for the better. Um, yeah. But you also do have to act quite quickly in a city like London because it if you find a good room for a good price. And the other thing as well is that there's a lot of rooms and a lot of flat shares, especially around southwest london i found that you your deposit is literally like say the room is like 650 the deposit is like a thousand and something so i when i look i try to look for deposits that are only like this either the same price as the rent or just like 200 pounds more or something because yeah my god that is just a pain in the ass but yeah I think like, uh, yeah, I mean, with the, I mean, with the speed of leasing, it is honestly freaking crazy. And we also touched on this with your brother in the episode where we interview your brother, but basically, especially around, I'd say September, October, November, when unis, uh, well, I guess uni finishes in about July for people, but Anytime after that, usually people are moving into London to like start their new jobs. So that is when leasing gets really, really hard. It would be to the point, I remember when when we moved and we were looking at places where we would be with an estate agent or a lease or whatever, and we would inquire, we would see the flat and it would be amazing. We would inquire. They would basically be like, yep, yeah, can you come into for a viewing, say today at like three o'clock? And we'd say, yep, yeah, no problem. They would call you at like 2 p.m. and be like, sorry, it's gone. It would literally have been literally that day. It is so quick. So you will get some rejections, definitely. But don't be disheartened. Yeah. Eventually you will you will come by. And then with deposits, yeah, I mean, definitely look for a low deposit if you can. Sometimes if someone's desperate to get a room gone, they'll lower their deposit, which is always good. Mm. Um, the deposits are normally probably about between 700, 900 pounds, to be honest. Yeah, that's so when like you the are, standard. Yeah, so when you are moving, definitely just be aware of that. And also normally when you are going to lease a whole new place, they'll normally ask for like five weeks rent as well up front. So mm. you have like your deposit and your five weeks rent. So that's why moving is expensive. And that's why like you can't just, if, if you're coming from another country and moving to say the UK or wherever, you can't just come with no money. Like you have to come with some savings because you it just chews away. 
So yeah. And then even with the cost of like furniture, utensils, there are so many things you don't realize that you need. I know. And it does add up. So definitely come with some savings for sure. I will say I'm very broke this month. Yeah, exactly. Moving last month. But also I like going back to how quickly things snap up. Like when I was looking at my current flat um, now in Greenwich, like it was literally you would inquire with like 50 properties, literally like you'd inquire with all the different properties and stuff. And most of the time you never heard back. Like some, Mm -hmm. like honest to God, most of the time you never heard back. And a lot of that's because they might be an agreement, like a letting agreement, or they might be like, I found someone, but it's like still pending and they haven't taken the advert down. And I would literally get calls from estate agents being like, oh, I saw you inquired about blah, blah, this flat and blah, blah, blah street. Mm-hmm. And, and they would say to me, you know, oh, it's no longer available because like, well, they just say it's no longer available, even though it's still up on the, it's still being advertised. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just because they found someone already or whatever, and they're just going through the agreement. But it does like, they snap up quickly. Like you can advertise for a flat, like you could um, not advertise. You could inquire about a flat one day and then the next day it's been taken down. Like it's, you have, like you have to, if you like a place, you do have to be like, I am interested, like virtually straight away. And Mm -hmm. it's not like you're buying a house. So you're not going to go to see the place multiple times. Unfortunately, that one viewing you do, that's it. Like you will not see that flat until you've signed an agreement, paid your deposit and you're moving in. Mm-hmm. that is literally how it is and it's like it seems really awkward because you're like I'm literally going to be living in this place and I've seen it once yeah but that is literally what but that is like. what it is it's yeah like exactly like. you just kind of like have to take the leap of faith I mean half the time you always end up finding shit that's wrong with it after you move like in, straight but... as soon as you move in you're like oh shit, oh this my god work. oh this doesn't but... work this doesn't work yeah, exactly. But yeah, so that's that's what I would do. Also, another website I would recommend is Open Brand if you're looking for oh, that's a good one. Um, housemates slash actual uh, apartments or flats, just because it also has a lot of private landlords on there as well. And private landlords are good yeah. in a lot of ways because they don't obviously charge like agency fees or anything like that. But obviously, just be careful with private landlords too, because mm. if they are leasing privately, they can get away with like a lot. So just make sure you yeah. like suss them out as well. Um, it's both good and bad. Like as Anna said, like they can get away with a lot, but it also it they do also allow a lot of flexibility. Yeah, exactly. So, like good so that's and, why it's a it's good, good and thing. Bad. But it yeah. yeah, you do have to definitely be careful of it. You have yeah. to. I always say like you know, see how the vibe is when you speak to your landlord, maybe on the phone or through message or. And again, when you're viewing a flat, and even if you're not moving in with um like in a flat share. And you're finding the apartment. Usually, you go to a viewing for like the apart the apartment mm-hmm. with the current tenants who are current who are showing you around. Um, I highly recommend asking them about the landlord, like the area, like all those questions we said before. Ask the those current tenants that for that information, and that is like that is honestly is what sold us on our current flat. Is like we met up with the current tenant who like showed us the flat and. He told us everything from bills to what the landlord was like, from the area, from like everything. Like, and yeah. it's what sold you on the flat because you're seeing someone who is currently living there and they're giving you a proper sense of the realities of what it's like to live in this flat rather yeah. than like a landlord showing you around and being like, this is the room, this is the bathroom. And I've viewed flats before where like I've asked to say it's the agent 
or if it's a landlord and I've asked, you know, what are the bills or like how much are roughly of this? And they don't really know the answer and it's because they don't live there. Yeah, exactly. Definitely if you can talk to the tenants is the best way to get all the information for sure. And then the last thing we just want to touch on is um, when you are moving from overseas, you will have no rental history in the country that you're moving to. Mm -hmm. So that means that when you do go to get a lease, a lot of times this is why people usually just get rooms instead of like getting on a lease is because because you have no rental history, they don't know anything about you. So they'll usually ask you for like a guarantor or they'll ask you for some upfront money or maybe even like break clauses in your contract. Or they'll even really. Or they'll probably also ask you like for your, like a reference from work instead. So yeah, which is is, hard if you don't have a job yet. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So like it is really difficult to get around, but just be persistent and just, if they give you like one option and they won't let you break it, say they say, we need a guarantor, like definitely need a guarantor. Just say, well, I have some money I can give you up front. Or like what we did in ours was we obviously gave off all our information. We gave a work reference. And then we also um, had like a break clause. It was like a six-month break clause. So if we weren't paying rent in the first six months, then our landlord had the right to like kick us out basically. So there are ways around it. So don't be put off, but just be aware that it is a fucking pain in the ass. Um, when you do first move because you just have no rental history. But and yeah, I'd also, I'd also recommend just for your ease to find places that are furnished as well, like when yeah. you are looking. And I've like I've done that the whole time I've lived here. And a lot of it's because if you know that you're only temporarily living in a place, like it's so easy to find places that are already furnished. And I just highly recommend it because it makes your life so much easier when you move. And also like if you know that you're probably, you know, move from the city like at some point it means that you're not having to worry about selling beds yeah couches and tables and all that sort of stuff so I also recommend making sure you're putting that like filter on in your searches like if it's furnished obviously it's completely up to you but I just find it's easier it's a lot easier and it's just saves you so much like stress so much stress so, yeah, so that is pretty much our lowdown on how Maybe. to get into a flat share. Like, it is so much fun when you're in it, especially when you're younger. You meet friends for life, basically, in them. And, yeah, it's just so well, much Well, sometimes. Well, sometimes. And also, I'm sometimes just going to say. can be good and bad, but, yeah. yeah. I'm also just going to say about flat shares from experience, you have to lower your standards a lot. Like, you can't walk into them expecting it's going to be exactly how like the, as in people are going to act exactly how you want them to act whether it's from cleanliness whether it's from how loud they are whether it's from their like you know how conscious they are about other people around them you're not gonna it's not gonna be perfect a flat chair is I'm not gonna lie to you it's a fucking pain in the ass because you're living <laughs> with strangers especially if you're not living with friends you're living with strangers and it's all, and it's good if you get, a, you're not going to get along with everyone in the flat share. That's another reality of it. And that's it, really. You're going to fight I over the kitchen. Think- you're going to fight over chores. You're going to fight all it. But it is a great, when oh, burped into the mic, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I would like be persistent and just know that you can move on really quickly if it oh, is yeah. a shit flat share. You probably will force, like, a lot of people do you probably will find a good flat share that is you know your best mates with the people that you live with which is fantastic but 
it does become a pain in the ass because yeah, I think like just your roommates have patience. Just have patience. Like know that like they're not exactly like you, so obviously and they're you're not- gonna have some tension. But I think like just be patient and like be honest and communicate and just do your best to like overcome those things. And if those people aren't willing to be accommodating to you, then there's nothing wrong with leaving either. But yeah, I think. I think if you luck out, you luck out. Like you get some, I've had, I got mm. some really good friends who are like love their flats yeah. and yeah, I think it, it all works out well in the end. When I've had friends who have come to me and they're having issues with their flatmates um, and a lot of the times it's because they think that they're best mates with the flatmates, but there's drama that comes from living with people. And I just have to remind them like they're your flatmates. They're not always going to be your best friend. Because that is the reality of it. Like you live with the people. They're not like, it's not always going to be a dynamic that is like you have with your friends. They're mm-hmm. flatmates. You have to live with each other day in and day out. So just kind of remember that in the back of your head, if you're like making friends with flatmates and you're thinking, oh, they're being weird to me today. It's like, they're probably just tired or yeah. they probably just don't want to talk to you because they've had a shit day. Yeah, like, you're like inside each other's lives like 24-7. Yeah. So just chill. It's all just good. Chill. It's all good. Amazing. Well, um, if you guys have any flat tip, like share tips, we will obviously upload it to our Instagram stories so you can give all your advice. Thank you also so much for your advice about making friends on our last episode that we mm-hmm. had on Instagram. We've got some great responses. We're going to upload them this week because obviously me and Lauren are like, we just have our advice, but we want to hear from other people as well. We're yeah. so just open. We don't want to just, it just be about us. Only sometimes. Always about us. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for that. And yeah, of course, we will give you guys the opportunity to share your own advice as well. Lauren is literally horizontal right now. She's like lying in her bed. <laughs> it's like almost 11 o'clock on a Saturday morning. I don't blame her. And I haven't so even got let, my jab yet, Anna. So. <laughs> let's let Lauren go back and nap for the rest of her day and get her no, jab. I'm going to get food. Go get, let's Lauren, let's. I might make some eggs, Anna. Oh, how lovely. Well, let's let Lauren go and eat her breakfast now, shall we? Thank you so much for listening, guys. We always really appreciate the love. Please like like us, share us, share us around with your friends. You know we what to it. do. You know what to do. Our Instagram is at Don't Mock My Accent. You can slide into our DMs if you have any questions, any ideas for any episodes, or if you just want a chat, go for it. We're always up We're for here. it. And we will see you next week. See you next week. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. (laughs) Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.